Now, before we talk some golf, we want to solve all the big issues of the world. Now, Gowie, are you a tapper? Are you a savings man? Or as in insert, press savings and pay for it? Or are you a cash man? Oh, a bit of both. Well, no, mainly tapping because it's so simple. And mm. Loz, you've got to get on it, mate. Yes. It's too easy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the hardest thing for our kids, right, is the tap bit because they just go to a club or a pub and they tap and they ha- they're yep. clueless on how much they're spending. Yeah, but what me. always got me, dollar drink nights, Wednesday nights, <laughs> Parramatta leagues, I'd take $50 cash yes. and be blind. But and, how and so would your mates for 50 <laughs> <laughs> How did... How did I spend fifty bucks? Yeah. Because there's no chance I had fifty drinks. Yeah, maybe the cab on the way home might have cost you fifteen. You probably shouted well. a few mates, <laughs> so you probably you probably had ten bourbon and cokes. Yeah, you're right. I did. <laughs> it was actually probably three, and yeah. I was gone. So. Well, I've got to get onto this tap then, because I, I just yeah. assume tapping went on credit. your credit. No, you can put it into you can do savings. Right. Yeah. Well, there you Mate, go. get with the times, pal, because at some time uh, there will be. No cash at all, and we've got to, us old people have got to get amongst it. Yeah, I'm not so sure though, Gowie. Everything seems to get hacked, right? Yeah. Everything digital digitally gets hacked. So why, if you, you know, why you're not hacking my phone? Then what? If I, what happens then? I can't. I can't actually use any money. So that's Good why point. I'm. I'm still Plan B, cash in the pocket, because if <laughs> something does go wrong, I can still pay for the, my petrol the at the fall, service station. The fallback policy, <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> Well, the other bit is if you go to the casino and you've got hundreds in your in your pocket, <laughs> then it's hard to spend. If you're at a, like a, a function and they're asking for like uh, um, tickets for a raffle and all you've got is a hundred, so you've got to give them a hundred. Mm. That's you, happened before. You, you carry, carry, carry five, do you reckon? <laughs> you can't say give me five dollars with a hundred dollar <laughs> note. <laughs> got no change. 95 change. Got no change, I bet. <laughs> All right, Gowie. So last week we saw the first live tournament of the year in Mexico and, of course, the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour. How did they compare, I guess, in regards to audience, attention, etc.? Yeah, interesting. The um, Definitely the live tour have done a great job with their promos. So their promos are all around the world. They're very social media heavy. They've got a big crew on that sort of stuff. So I was interested. CW, who's the the broadcaster there in the US, you know, up against CBS and NBC, see how that was going to plan out. And there was a lot of chatter the week before how, you know, how depleted the field was and even how depleted the field was at the Honda that was won by Chris Kirk. And, um, you know, the numbers are in. And for Sunday, which we only really care about Sunday, but the tour had way more during the four days. Is obviously the only three days that it lived. 2.4 million people viewing on a Sunday in the US for the PJ Tour, the Live Tour, 291,000. So there's a massive difference uh, mm. to the two. You know, it, there, there could be a change in the garden will tip over at some time, maybe, but the difference in prize money, 1.5 million for Chris Kirk and Charles Howe, 4 million. But it doesn't, uh, you know, it, it seems like the Live Tour hasn't made the splash so far. They've still got 13 events to go here, one in Aussie. But you know that that's made the space there. There they were hoping like for seven and eight million mm. uh, people watching on a Sunday because it's more exciting. You know, there's lots more going on and all this sort of stuff. But the fact is, no one's been able to recreate the last nine holes of a golf tournament. Everybody comes up with a concept of some sort, shortening, shortening the game of golf. But not one has hit on the last nine holes. That last nine holes with Chris Kirk. Great story with the young kid coming along that's come through 
Monday qualifying on the on the Corn Ferry too. There's actually a really good story, and there's a lot of water involved, and it was it was tense sort of stuff. Even as a viewer sitting there and uh, and watching it was was that that's the bit none no one and the live can't even create. And with their their format of 48 guys, um, you know that are the finishing at the same time, one on maybe on the the fourth or the fifth hole. Um, hasn't really excited people, so there was a lot of turning off. I, um, I've seen, but hey, we got thirteen more events to go with them. Let's see what they do. Gary, what what about? Is there a significant difference in regards to people on ground as well? Actually, going to the course and watching are the other lifts. Is the live tour getting? Is it a packed course? Yeah, it wasn't a great sign because the first one was in Mexico, right? It's yeah, been okay. down at Cancun and uh, Maracaibo there, which is hard to get to, which was up north of Cancun. So I don't think that was a you know it was a great display. I think other events in the US, I think that's we'll we'll just wait and see what they've got there and when they get to the UK and even when they well Australia, we know they've already sold out. They're actually going to put fifteen thousand more tickets on sale per day. But think about that. We haven't had the likes of a Dustin Johnson or a Bryson DeChambeau and a group of eight to ten world-class players on our shores for a long, long time. So other than President's Cup, which they didn't really play any tournaments on either side of the event. So I'm really interested to see that when it gets on, on US soil and they're playing there. Let's see how many they uh, they do. Because they gave away basically free tickets last time and free drink, uh, drink vouchers and, and everything. Interestingly, um, overnight, is that the tour, or the live tour, have paid for caddies, which is pretty cool. They played pay for the caddies, the caddies airfare, or well, two airfares for the caddy, and they would pay for their upfront uh, wages for the week, let's say two or $3,000, and they paid the percentage of the player. So if the player won $4 million, you normally give them 10%, that's four hundred grand. they would pay the players. Starting from next year, the players will be paying back, go back to the old system or the PGA system where they work for you and you get paid. So there's a few rumblings between... The guys who are getting 30 and 40 million that they'll have to pay their caddies. So, yeah, greed has certainly set in. Uh, what's on this weekend, Gowie? Uh, New Zealand Open, is it? Yeah, bucket loads of golf, uh, New Zealand Open, which is, this is pretty important the next three, four weeks for all these young guys that we've been watching on Fox on the weekend. You know, Hunter Valley just was on the weekend and uh, Lincoln tied, led all the way, and then unfortunately had a, a mishap coming down the stretch. and and uh, got beaten in a playoff from Brett Coletta. It was a good playoff, four playoff holes. Um, Brett's playing this week, really good play him. But they, they're all playing for three spots for the, basically for the DP World Tour. So this is a big event. It's a lot more prize money and a lot more points. So uh, a bunch of good players are back. Jason Scrivener's back over there playing. Uh, Stephen Elker, who's gone so well on the Champions Tour, he's gone home to uh, support but a bunch of young players there. Queenstown, one of the best places in the world to go play golf. I'm just looking uh, at the I'm video going... of the course, Gowie. Ooh. Millbrook oh. Resort. It, I mean, yep. seriously, get me over there. This place oh, looks unbelievable. It, it, if anyone wants to go on a golfing trip, go there. It's <laughs> just amazing. Arrowtown. Uh, there's a little golf course there that's just magnificent. And then the best, I think, is definitely um, Jack's Point. Jack's Point is out of control how good it is and from a design it's beautiful to look at because you come over the hill and you look down on the on the bay there and the water and everything there but 
it's just design-wise, it's just ridiculously good. But uh, this course they're playing there at Millbrook, they've redone that, and um, the great Greg Turner, the New Zealander, really good player, he's done it. And I've played nine holes of the new course, but I haven't played the, the second 18. And uh, people that have been there said it's just, it, it is really good. But, uh, hey, I like uh, uh, Rian Gibson. Here, you know, he's the Amer- oh, he's the Australian guy who won there a few weeks ago on the Corn Ferry too. He's only at 19 bucks. He finished off the Hunter very, very well last week. I think he's now got his feet in the ground. He's looking good. And uh, the roughy, which I think there's a bit out here, is, is Tom Powell Horan, who has won a couple of times on the tour and just one of those really methodical players. He's at $81. So I think uh, he's a bit overpriced. And the Arnold Palmer? Yeah, this is a good event. It's one of those elevated events again. So all the best players, Sheffler, you know, Thomas Ram, Ram is, who is on fire. He's finally number one. And I'll tell you what, I think he's going to put a bit of distance between the others because of the way he's playing. It's ridiculous. He's won five times in 10 starts. And that is in this level of play. Like when Tiger is around, there was a good depth of players. But when Nicholas was Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer were around Gary Player, there wasn't that depth of players. So they could stay at number one for a lot longer and Tiger did also but we haven't seen that for quite some time 10 years years or more but Ram just seems that that good now he's just every time he hits the fairway he's on the greens the whole putts um, so I like uh, I I'm not going with him this week around this golf course I've played it a million times it was five minutes from my house uh, Bay Hill and I played it a lot uh, I like Matt Fitzpatrick at 41 bucks he's back in action he's, he's playing well leading into this, and I think he's just got the game to do it. And Tommy Fleetwood, who I haven't tipped for a while on this show because he's he's hasn't played that well, but um, he started the year well with a couple of top 20s, and he played well at the Genesis Open, which is a tight golf course also at 67 bucks. We've got six Aussies in there, uh, one New Zealand, Ryan Fox, he's over there playing a bit, which is good. Uh, I'm going with Minwoo Lee here at uh, 67 bucks. So I don't know what he's in the Aussie market, but... He finished tied 26. He's trying to get a tour card over there. He's got a handful of starts, so he's got to make every post a winner. Now on the text line, Night Owl Nev, got to ask Howie about the record he still holds on the PGA Tour. Yeah, well, it's John Ram that tried to beat me last year. This is quite amazing. We all carry on about how much further the players hit it and the equipment. That record of 32 birdies uh, has stood for 22 years. And that was with the old equipment, not with the wooden clubs. But, you know, John Ram uh, last year against, uh, he's playing down the strength uh, against Cameron Smith and he had 32 birdies. So there's three of us tied now. It's uh, John Ram and Mark Kakavecki. And it comes up on the TV quite a bit when somebody's on a birdie train. And it's it's quite funny. It's John Ram, um, Mark Kakavecki, and then my picture. And everyone must be sitting at home and go, who in the hell is that little guy? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that mullet. Oh, uh, how, how ugly is he? Nah, we'll have a drink to it tonight while watching the Eels win, mate. Thanks as always. Thanks, fellas. Footy's back. Can't wait.